Welcome to our next episode of the Five Moments of Need Performance Matters series. This is Bob Mosier, one of the many co-hosts you'll meet throughout this series. So friends, are you trying to learn more about the Five Moments of Need? Maybe how to design for them, implement for them, measure them and even sell them as an approach to your enterprise. Well, in the Performance Matters series, we will help you better understand the theory and best practices behind this powerful methodology and offer proven ways to put the five moments of need into practice. Welcome, everyone. This is Conrad Godfordson. I'm one of your hosts of our Performance Matters podcast series. Today, we're going to be focusing on measurement matters. I'd like to welcome to our podcast, Kent Barnett, a good friend and colleague. Kent is the founder and CEO of Performative, and in his life work, also was founder and CEO of Knowledge Advisors and founder of the Center of Talent Reporting. Uh, Great to have you with us, Kent. Thanks, Scott, and I appreciate that. By the way, I'm co-founder of the Center for Talent Reporting. I don't want to take credit away from tomorrow. (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) All right, co-founder. Thank you. Well, you've been about and you still are about great and important things. One of the the things I'd like to talk with you about today in this podcast is what you're doing with the Talent Development Optimization Council. Can you tell us about that council that you formed and what you've been doing? And and then we're going to talk about what you are accomplishing and, and going to accomplish. Sure. That's my pleasure. So when I started up Performative again about two years ago and was out talking to uh, clients and prospective clients in the learning and talent space, it became obvious that as an industry, we really struggle with what to do with the data. How do we link what we do to business results? How do we address the issue of value and impact? And the reality is other industries have done this really well. Manufacturing has come up with Six Sigma and Lean as ways to measure and continually improve. Net Promoter System is a great solution set for the customer experience world, widely adopted by the vast majority of the Global 2000. And yet our space, talent development, arguably is even more important, more valuable, and we don't have a good way of measuring and improving it. So I reached out to a number of thought leaders and top organizations. So we've got three of the big four accounting firms participating in this. We've got DAU, we've got big insurance companies. We've got experts like Khan and Bob, Patty Phillips, Kevin Oaks. And we've been meeting once a month virtually to work through this model and try to address all of these issues. So we're making great, great progress. Expect to be able to document and launch this in March. That is our goal. And so what are the fundamental objectives of that council then? There are two primary goals and several sub-goals. One primary goal is how do we link learning's value to the business? And a second goal is how do we optimize learning's impact? How do we get the most out of our investments? So those are the two primary objectives. And so, for example, when we first started, we said, okay, let's take a scientific approach to identify all the different ways that learning can add value to the business. And we had a lot of debates, but we came up with a three-dimensional model that you know, we've worked through, beat up, discussed, and you know, came up with that model as an example. I appreciate the fact that the group are addressing not just what is it that we want to measure, 
but then what do we need to accomplish in learning to be able to have measurable impact? That's important that we know that what we're doing really does make a difference and we figure that out. Yes. Yeah. If we're going to measure it, we need to make sure that there's real impact. Right. So so what have you learned in this journey so far? Well, I think what we've learned is that we have a great opportunity. You know, I think we've all kind of struggled addressing these issues. Kind of you and I have been to conferences, spoken at conferences for decades. And, you know, common themes around proving our value and, and addressing the issues of ROI and value those things are, are there. What I've learned is we have just have a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. If we can come together as an industry, if we collaborate, it's a grassroots initiative, we're going to be able to see significant shareholder growth for organizations that implement good continuous improvement methodologies for their talent development process. And learning is just part of that process, but a key critical component of that process. So I'm extraordinarily excited about it. That is so important for us to do. So uh, can you share with us some of the insights, uh, some of the, the conclusions or the accomplishments then of the council in meeting these objectives? Sure. So here are a few of them. One that I think is really, really important is how do we measure impact regardless of how somebody learns or gains knowledge? And how do we do that in such a way we can combine it and look across the entire talent development process for an organization. So one of the things we tackled was, is there a way to keep a common score? So whether it's learning at the moment of need, whether it's a formal program, is there a way for us to keep a common score? That's what other continuous improvement methodologies do. Six Sigma is a way to keep a common score. Net Promoter System has NPS, Net Promoter Score, a common way of keeping score. And as built-in flexibility. So the council has come up with a common way of keeping score, providing flexibility so that you can track data, whether it's performance support, micro-learning, VILT, ILT, and be able to combine that and look across overall programs and then link that holistically to business outcomes. So I'm very, very excited about that accomplishment. Another that I'm very excited about is we went through and identified all the different ways that learning can optimize outcomes. What are all the levers or measures that learning either controls or influences that can really make sure that organizations are getting the most out of their investments? And we identified 19 measures or levers that we can manage and try to improve for optimization purposes. So those are just two examples of many other outcomes we've come up with so far. You know, uh, you and I were just talking prior to recording this podcast about just five primary ways learning can add value to the business. I thought those were really helpful. Would it be okay to share that with folks here? Sure. Would you take those on? Yeah. So first off, what we came up with was a three-dimensional model on how to link learning's value to the business. One dimension is organizational objectives. That's critical, right? We all talk about it being aligned to the business, but it is vital. A second is workforce requirements. We need to, need to make sure that we're filling the right jobs when they're needed. We're building leaders for the future, all the requirement aspects. Then we took a MISI approach, a mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive approach on mm -hmm. what are all the different ways that learning can add value. 
And one of them surprised me, and I think surprised most people, counsel. So uh, one of the big accounting firms is rolling out a new learning center, and it's a huge, huge, huge investment. And the number one reason they're doing that is to improve their quality of hire, to put them in a better position to get better talent. And, you know, in the learning world, we don't think of that that often. Intuitively, it makes sense, right? You want to go somewhere where, where they're going to invest in you. So, you know, we talk about learning's value. If you have a good program, a highly respected program, and you're developing people, you're more likely to get more talented people. So, so that was uh, an interesting find. So that's one of the five. The second primary impact measure is knowledge and skills. Learning can help build the knowledge and skills required to perform on the job, to perform appropriately on the job. A third is leadership. Obviously, building leadership capabilities is a must. It's arguably the most important thing learning can do is help build leaders so that uh, they can drive all aspects and help develop other people. A fourth area is culture and engagement. And I think we've focused on engagement for many, many years, and it's critical because it can help improve uh, employee retention and help motivate for higher performance. But also culture is really, really critical. And being able to help measure and improve culture across an enterprise is arguably the number one reason many CEOs want to invest so they can build that culture. And then lastly, and most importantly, is workforce performance. So if you're hiring the best people, you're giving them the, the best knowledge and skills, you've got the right kind of leaders, they're engaged, they're motivated, they're aligned with your culture, then it's performance on the job. And I think that's what kind of Bob talk about all the time is really that performance yeah. and, and making things happen. So those are the five key impact measures at a very high level that we came up with through the council. Yeah, that's impressive. For me, it's all about two categories. One is strategic benefit and the other is financial benefit. And you're addressing that here. I, I think sometimes in our quest for return on investment metrics, we get focused in on financial measures, when in reality, there are some overall arching strategic benefits that are just as vital, like quality of hire. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that, Kit. So what's left? Have you answered all the questions or are there still some that you're you're working on? And, and then where do you want all of this to go? What's your vision? So uh, we have three primary things left prior to our meeting in March. One is to develop some additional advanced metrics. So through this process, we've identified, you know, a lot of different ways to measure things. And we're taking a page from arguably the most sophisticated talent development industry segment, professional sports. If you look at all the stats they have over there to develop their people, we can learn from that. So uh, we're going to expand kind of the advanced metrics and analytics available and start growing that. Second thing is we do want to have a financial model that is comparable to a financial model you'd find for Six Sigma or a financial model you'd find in any other line of business. It is built off of Dr. Becker's Nobel Prize winning work on how to optimize training and development. It's a multi-year analysis because most learning programs you know, have an impact over time. It embeds risk. It embeds the cost of capital for organizations. And we don't expect learning professionals to understand how to do this. We want to make it available for the financial counterparts 
who we can work with, you know, to have a stronger kind of financial foundation for our work that's comparable to uh, other lines of business. And then lastly, we need to figure out how to operationalize it. So, so that's what we have left. And then that's just our first year of work. And what I hope happens, uh, much like the work that we did for the Center of Talent Reporting and the Talent Development Reporting Principles, we get a grassroots movement, we evolve this. And there are a number of research firms and others that have participated. So I think it will grow naturally. And I'd love to see us have a solution comparable to Six Sigma or NPS, but specifically for talent development. That's wonderful. Your ultimate vision is that? Uh, yes, I think that's it. Um, I think that getting our industry to a point of maturity where we can speak very effectively around how we add value, where do we make an impact, how do we, or how are we aligned to business needs, and really address those things that have historically been kind of thorns on our sides. Oh, very good, Kent. You know, I don't think that there's a more important work in our profession of learning than figuring out how to measure the impact of what we do, because that's the only way that we're going to be able to to know that we're doing the right things. And secondly, for the organization to know that what we are doing brings value two very important purposes for measurement. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we end this podcast? I think I speak on behalf of everybody who's listening to this podcast. I want to say thank you to you and Bob and the work that you, you guys are doing in such a critical area. You do it very selflessly, and we appreciate it. We really do. Uh, Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, Kent Barnett, founder and CEO of Performative, and just reporting on uh, what he's doing with the Talent Development Optimization Council. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned. Well, that's it for this episode of the 5 Moments of Need Performance Matters series. We look forward to future conversations around how to best put the 5 Moments of Need into practice. We welcome your feedback and can be reached on Twitter using my Twitter handle, at BMOSH as well as our 5 Moments of Need website, which is www.the5momentsofneed.com. We hope you're finding these helpful and we'll subscribe to future episodes. Have a great day, friends.